0: Life is never meant to be mundane, ordinary, and uneventful. It's in your DNA to experience the beyond. Today, there's a demand for that divine catalyst that sparks and fuse you towards your supernatural destiny, a redefining. We've all had that redefining turning point in our life. Of course, some could be negative and brought on by old and bad choices and the actions of others, but those pale in comparison to a turning point brought on by an encounter with God. Your life is meant to have a supernatural side. An encounter will not leave you the same. When you have an encounter, things that have held you back can't hold on to you any longer. In this subject of Keeper 100, we're going in on the mesmerizing subject of God encounters and how this catalyst transforms a life. We will have an in-depth conversation with Millennial Pastor Laura Oran. Welcome to Keep It One Hundred Podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Join us in this space where we take on real issues with real insight and real inspiration. This podcast is for those not looking for temporary relief to change circumstance, but revelation to forever change lives.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Keep It 100 podcast with Sean and Krista
0: Smith. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Sean. I
1: tell you what, we are passionate about the topic of encounters, which we are talking about today. I tell you what, Sean and I believe the topic of encounters is central to what God's about to unleash on the earth today because we are seeing a move of God like no other. Before we jump into that topic, we want to talk about an incredible weekend of ministry that we had at Fresh Start Church.
0: Man, that's so true, boo. We We just hit fresh start and we were there for their Doorkeepers of Revival. And Paul and Kim Owens, Incredible. they are doing a job there and they are a revived group of people. They're rabid. People are at the altar packed from the first note.
1: I tell you what, it is so true. The only place you and I have experienced what we experienced there truly is in Brazil and it is the makings of revival. They are seeing such an outpouring and have for seven years. And what I love about this church is they've contended for encounters and the church has had an encounter. We heard so many testimonies and we're going to share a couple of those in a moment, but I simply want to say this. What I love is we have found at Fresh Start a, a group of people, a, this remnant of God that is so hungry. They have an insatiable hunger for the things of God. And I tell you what, this last week, oh my word, we hit the bullseye in the spirit of what God wanted to do. We had the privilege of just releasing what we felt like, Sean and I both were with the words of the Lord at that time. I encourage you to jump on, watch them. Felt like they were just timely words. And then we just begin to minister and the power of God in the room that tangible presence of God. It really was special. I always find it hard when people are like, how was the service? I think you'll agree with me on this, Sean. I always find it so difficult to to, uh, communicate what happened because when the power of God moves, we saw people laid out in the spirit of God with legitimate transformation. When they got up off the floor, they were different. We saw deliverances. We saw mental insanity leave. We saw depression broken. I saw super. Suicide, broken. There was situations that were life and death. And I saw death broken and life released. I saw people encounter Jesus on the personal truth that he knows them. He loves them. He's in pursuit of them. They were wrecked. I saw people's identity get called out. uh, People's purposes get reminded. I saw people have lids removed off of them and I saw freedom released. And this was just a few of a few things of what we saw. It really is special what we're seeing God do right now.
0: You know what I really love too is the church is unapologetically Holy Ghost.
1: Come on. I think
0: there's a misnomer in our hour that we think that we have to dumb down the book of Acts. We have to yeah. dumb down our distinctives. And in that, that we will get more people in the front door and they will feel more comfortable. What we serve them will be more palatable. But I really feel like, number one, uh, anyone who feels that way, you have not accurately depicted or predicted the hunger of the people. Uh, the people today are desperate. they have coming out or feel like they're still waiting to come out of this massive, crazy pandemic, unrest, nations of the world stuff going on. It's just every place you turn, there's just chaos. And right now people need the presence of God that can transcend that place of instability they feel. And in this past season, Chris, as you well know, I feel like God gave us a divine reset. Yes. You know, by so many churches that they went online, they weren't meeting in person, and then all of a sudden, it's like in the midst of the prolonged state of the pandemic and the threat of the virus and all that stuff. That divine reset was about a return to Book of Acts. Yes. But some people, instead of getting the return to the Book of Acts, they're simply broadcasting a rerun of what they were doing prior to the pandemic outbreak, and I think that's a big mistake. And this church, I believe, stands as a sign to say, if we will go to presence, and not allow program to eclipse presence, but that presence will always supersede our programs. Then that church had a number of people. We had dozens upon dozens come to the altar and get saved every single service. They had water baptisms that just went on forever. I mean, it is a statement that God is saying that there's right now a harvest awaiting for you to become like Book of Acts once again.
1: You know, and we really, we're simply saying this because we want you guys to be provoked. And we want you to know there is so many churches in America that God is moving in powerful ways. And we are highlighting one of those houses that God is moving so mightily. And I am all about getting rooted and grounded in your spiritual local community. But I also believe in jumping in those in those rivers where God's moving in the nation, get an impartation and then take it home. So if you want to just get on a weekend and fly down to Peoria, Arizona and check out Fresh Start for revival. Bible Weekend, I encourage you to do it. Jump online, check out their services. There's an impartation that's available, and we want to just simply highlight. And there were just some awesome testimonies. I want us to talk about a couple of our
0: favorites. There was a young guy there by the name of Osman In that service, he started uh, leading the entire congregation to intercession. This kid is praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in his heavenly language. He's literally decreeing and doing warfare. And his we were told that up till was it five, five years old. of age, he yeah. never even spoke. He was autistic. And his father came to us at one of their services. I don't believe we were the only ones that prayed for him, but he came up to us and said, You prayed for Osman that God would heal him of autism. And we took him in and got him tested. And he no longer is testing on the autistic That's scale. Incredible. He's back in regular school. And this kid prayed. I mean, we all wept. There was not a dry eye in the place. Yeah. When you think about a kid who was formerly autistic and is evidence that the fire of God is on him as he's standing in front of thousands of people at a church, leading the church. And what would you say this kid is now? Maybe eight, nine years yeah. of age praying and to think this is a healing of autism. And they talked about it. And this is what's taking place in that kind of environment.
1: You know, there was another testimony that was shared. And I guess, you know, a couple years ago, and I do remember this moment, but a couple years ago, I prophesied over this couple and I prophesied prophesied transformation over them but specifically in the area of freedom of addiction and I didn't know their story and I didn't know that he had just been released from jail that he was free from addiction but his wife was still struggling with addiction he'd gotten saved but it still was very new trying to figure out this whole God thing and I guess a couple years ago as I was ministering he said to the Lord okay God if this is real if you've actually called me to serve you then I want that lady to come off the platform and I want her to speak some things that you've told her about me and I'm paraphrasing um But at that exact moment, I guess I came off the platform and I began to prophesy over him. He was so rocked. He got laid out in the spirit. Him and his wife's marriage was completely restored. Their lives have been restored. And we found out recently, they've just been hired to oversee the transitional housing of people that are really going in the area of freedom, whether they've struggled with drugs or addiction or for various reasons, but need that transitional housing time in their life. He's going to oversee that for the church and God is using him mightily. And it was like just hearing, the rest of the story. See, that's the thing with God. When you encounter God, there is a ripple effect that not only affects you, but it affects the world around you. And here's these people that got ministry a couple years ago, and we're seeing the fruit today. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about one of the most impo- important topics, encounters. One encounter changes everything.
0: You know, it's funny you should say that because it's probably several years ago, the Lord spoke to me that he was opening the encounter realm. And at that point, my reference would be, you know, there are tribes in Africa. There's places in the Middle East where they would have dreams or Jesus would visit them. And that encounter realm was open. You think of Jacob, he saw angels ascending and descending. He said, surely this place is a place where God is visited. And he wrestled with an angel. And you know, that was an encounter. And throughout the Bible, Encounters are heaven's secret weapon. You think of Moses and the Israelites and the the plagues that fell upon Egypt. You think of Saul of Tarsus in the New Testament. He's killing Christians. He has an encounter and all of a sudden the guy gets back up, loving all he hates, defending all that he formerly persecuted, writes half the New Testament, one of the greatest followers of Christ that ever lived. You think about Elijah in the in the Old Testament in First Kings chapter 18, an encounter of God turns an entire nation back to God. It is heaven's secret weapon. And when when it's all said and done, all revivals can be traced back to encounters And when it's all said and done, all it takes is one encounter. Like there may be somebody right now that you think is too far gone. They're too hard. Maybe they served the Lord at one time, was really running hard after God. But now they're running in the opposite direction. And it's so easy to just think, oh man, the devil got them. Maybe the, the devil did distract them. But I feel like God still has the upper hand because he can pull that card out of his sleeve called encounter. And one encounter changes everything.
1: I tell you what, you know, I've seen in my own life and you've seen, I know in your Sean, and probably many of our listeners could agree this is true of them. When you have an encounter, that is what fuels the passion to continue to seek out encounters. You have to keep getting fresh encounters in order to fuel that initial encounter. And I know that it is encounters that have kept me in hot pursuit of for the more of God. It's what's put me in a place of tenacity and even willing to fight for my purpose and my destiny. Because when you have an encounter, you have a purpose. When you have a purpose, then you have a vision. And when you have a vision, you recognize the value of what God's put within you and it needs to go forth. And so it's worth fighting for. Encounters release the supernatural. Encounters release the presence and the power of God. And I know that when I've had an encounter, I walk away transformed. I don't stay the same after an encounter. Whereas we're talking about this today, we have invited I believe one of the most incredible voices that exists today. Some of you may not know her name, but you're about to get to know her and you're going to love her just as much as Sean and I do. Her name is Laura Allred. She's one of our dear friends. She is the young adults pastor in Trinity Church in Cedar Hills, Texas. That's in the Dallas area. And she is a walking encounter. She shares her story of how encounters changed her life. They are seeing currently her and her husband, a, a move of God in the Young adults. And I believe it's so connected with what God did in her life. Get ready. Keep it 100 listeners. You're about to get rocked, inspired, and I believe even provoked for the encounter that God has for you. Keep it 100 Tribe, as you know, we have a special guest with us today. She's truly one of my favorite, favorite peoples. Laura Allred is, to me, such the perfect person to talk about encounters, so welcome, Laura.
2: I love you. I'm so honored to do this and to share my heart and some stories and yeah,
1: it's going to be a good time. Come on. I'm excited. So we're going to jump right in because I know you have so much to impart. I want us first and foremost to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I am a
2: yeah, I live here in the South Dallas area, so 15 minutes or 20 minutes south of downtown Dallas, in a tiny town called Cedar Hill with my husband, who is a worship pastor, worship Oh, he does not like the word pastor because by gifting, he's a teacher, but the worship director at Trinity Church. <laughs> and I'm time. on staff. We've been on staff here for a while, um, but I'm usually on staff on staff. And um, I'm the young adult pastor here at Trinity Church. So I'm, I'm getting close to 50. I'm 47. And so when I, they ask, like, do you, do you want this assignment? I'm like, yes, but do they want me to take this assignment? Right, Cause I'm right. kind of like pretty much their, the age of their mom, most of their moms. I'm like, they don't want their mom to be their pastor. But its we're having the time of our lives, and these young adults are, are just my world. I love them so much, and um, it's going great. We have a little girl, Evangeline Lyric. She's beautiful. She's so sweet, our little miracle baby, and we're just living our best life.
1: I I'm going to have you share in a bit about the young adults. The ministry is truly in revival. The church is in revival. Like you're seeing a move of God, Laura, <laughs> that you've been praying for for decades. But I want to start at the beginning. I want to start at when you first encountered God and you can share that story. You can share the ones maybe that have just been very significant, but I feel like you've been marked by encounters and it's because of what you now carry, but they stemmed from those initial encounters. So I want us, I want our audience to hear what are some of the key encounters that have marked you in your life?
2: Oh my gosh! So my first encounter—I was five years old. Where, where, and and it actually manifested through the gift of tears and intimacy for Jesus. At five years old, weeping when all the dots connected—that Jesus came and He died for me for my sins. And Mom's like, "Why are you crying?" I said, "I just love Jesus." And so. I accepted him to my heart through this encounter with the Lord. And you know, all through grade school. The Lord, I was a Nazarite before I even knew what that was. I was fasting totally. for my classmates in the second oh, grade.
1: Come on. I
2: was preaching to my classmates and leading them to Jesus at a young age and and just run and just, you know, set apart at it. Just this hunger in my spirit at such a young age. And um just I've had so many encounters, even, even as a little girl, but then as a young adult is really where, you know, I could articulate my hunger as hunger. Instead of just this kind of, I just love Jesus. I I understood what spiritual hunger was. And I just made this decision early on in my 20s at the age of 20 years old. So So I just decided at a young age in my early 20s that I was going to put myself in the path of moves of God. And it just so happened that at that time, the Pensacola revival broke out in the 90s. Wow! And so I, I heard about it for about a year or so before really understanding what it was. So I, I just decided like, you know, I, I want to go, I want to go to this thing, you know? So I rented like a 15 passenger van and I took all these young adults, my peers from Houston, Texas, where I live. So it's like a nine hour drive one way. So Krista, oh my That's gosh. That's amazing. That's so amazing. we get, we get there and I'm like, listen, we're going to, we're going to go in line because we heard like, you got to get in line early. So it was still like the sun had even rose. It was, you know, before dawn and we get to the church, we pull up to the church and there's this long sidewalk in the front and there's already probably a hundred, couple hundred people in line.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Before the sun came oh, up?
2: Before the sun came up, it was still dark outside. Before the sun came up, there was already a couple hundred people in line.
1: Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah.
2: So this was July, the month of July in Florida, which is, you know, hot, hot, very hot and humid, hot and humid and just gross. So, you know, so we stood in line, but I'm like, listen, we're going to drive nine hours. I don't want to be in the overflow room. I want to be in the room because we we're hearing this, just what God was doing and the, just the glory, the weighty glory of the Lord that was there. So we waited in line, you know, all probably nine hours, you know, to get into the church. But even in the line, there was just the atmosphere Ah, was just wow. thick with glory that I believe was fueled by the hunger from the people who came out. You know, we just, it was just that you could just feel the presence of the Lord even in line and just this anticipation of wow. we want those doors to open at five or six o'clock or whatever they opened, you know? So hot, sweaty, sunburned in the presence of the Lord. And we got into the church and I mean, the glory of the Lord, Jesus had just kissed that location for that 5 years i think it was that revival was there it just was literally tangible in the air like electricity wow. and we got in the in the in the worship center in the sanctuary and there's just this buzz in the air worship started and it's just like open heaven i don't know how to how to articulate it. And just hunger, Steve Hill preached this, just a powerful convicting message. People are running to the altars, crying out to God, travail. It was just this mix of travail and like rending our hearts before Jesus with also Mm. hunger. I I was just wrecked in the presence. I didn't want to leave. You know, at the end of the service, lay people that are in the church that are filled with the glory of God, laying hands on people. And I mean, they would just put their hand on your forehead and they would just say more, more Lord. And as they, did just wait and just wrecked in the glory of the Lord, and I mm. taste and see that the Lord is good. Like in that moment, I'm like, yes. So we went back the second night, and I think we were there for like three nights. Wow. So we made the nine hour drive back to Houston, and like two weekends later, I'm like, I want more. I want to go again. <laughs> That's awesome. So this time it was like me and three girls, like half the. Mm. You know, group dipped. They were like, we we don't want to make that nine hour drive again. But there was something in me that was like, listen, God's doing something special there, and I want all that I can get. And I know God's going to meet me here too in Houston, right? It's not necessarily about going to a location, but there are times and seasons, a Kairos moment when He opens a window of heaven, the glory of God comes. And I knew that there was something special happening right then. If we're talking about encounters with the Lord, there's one particular moment in Pensacola I can Mm. remember being. On my face, on the carpet where Trevel really hit me for the first time as a young adult. And I and I just I was there for hours encountering the Lord in a moment where like, I'm not gonna move too quickly. I'm gonna sit right here and let the Holy Spirit do whatever He wants to do. I don't fully understand it. All I know is I'm wide open and I want more. And so we made these drives over and over. And then my friends started like, nobody wanted to come with me anymore. So I started driving by myself with no cell phone, you know, a 20 something year old young woman driving nine hours one way. I probably drove 15 times. Oh my gosh, Laura. By myself because I, oh, girl. Ooh. I was hungry. I'm still hungry, I'm yeah. still hungry, Come on! but Lord. I wanted to meet the Lord. So I put myself in that place, almost like a storm chaser or a lightning rod. I'm going to mm. put myself right smack dab in the middle of a move of God. I don't care if it costs me, you know, nine hours, one way to drive and just, I'm just going to do it because I want to be in the glory of God and the Lord yes. is filling
1: me up and it's just digging deep wells. I tell you what I'm, I'm provoked as you're sharing, because I'm going through the Rolodex of my own life, right? Right. And I'm being reminded, same thing, where I would drive for hours by myself through crazy storms, even at times, to get to a place where I knew God was going to pour himself. I didn't care about the inconvenience. I didn't care that I had to work the next day. I didn't care if it was going to make me tired or exhausted. It was like absolute, not an option not to be there. No, correct. I knew... I had to be there because if God was going to be poured out, if the glory of the Lord was in the room, you have to get there. And Laura, I mean, the fact all your friends, and again, not minimizing their hunger, when you're going 15 times and many of those times by yourself, you're making a nine hour, drive. that's 18 hours of driving. And you're like, I just got to get more. People have to understand encounters mark you. They do. Open heaven well mark you. Cause I see the revival that's coming out of you now in your forties. It started in your Adolescent years. It 100% it got, it got poured into you in your 20s. It's like we reap what was poured in all those years ago now, but we look back at our lives and there was a forsaking kind of that normal Friday night social life. I didn't care about it. Right. I just wanted Jesus. I didn't care if I was the only one not doing this, that, or the other. But I want you to speak to that the power of these encounters and how they've affected you today. Yeah.
2: Everything you're seeing. Is- one hundred percent true. I just knew all I knew is I was digging my own personal wells on, of revival Laura. in those seasons, and you know, going to the call to the very first call in two thousand. That was a twenty-five hour drive. Same thing, packed out a van, drove twenty-five hours, got there at five o'clock in the morning to encounter the Lord. There's so many moments. Argentina, I was able to experience revival in Argentina. I just put myself in those places, Come and on. sometimes, Krista, I was like, you know, God, am I supposed to go? Do I go? Do I go through all this expense and all this time? And you know, are you asking me to? To do this? Are you calling me to go? And sometimes I felt like the Lord was like, baby girl, it's up to you. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know necessarily if the Lord was saying, get to the call or get to Pensacola 15 or 20 times. It was, I'm digging my own well. You know, so fast forward several years, you know, I still, P- Papa Lou Ingle is, is a spiritual dad. Cindy Jacobs is my spiritual mom. And the Lord just put me in places with these amazing giants where I got to travel the world, you know, and just and be a part of great moves of God. But there were many times, Krista, in between, and I just want to say this to the listeners as well. There were many times of dormant seasons in between. Okay. There are moments where I have to steward my own relationship with the right. Lord, right? I have to steward the season in between the in-between. So ones. I still need to burn. I still need to run after the Lord and burn as hot as I can wherever I go. And, and so for me, sometimes in those in-between seasons of revival, it would be like, I'm going to go to the one thing conference in KC, or I'm going to go to the prayer room. Or, I'm go to this conference. I'm going to put myself in the place. Right. So, you know, all these years later, you know, now I'm a mom, you know, I'm, I'm pushing 50 years old and, uh, I did some other entrepreneurial things, business things, and, you know, was still in ministry, loved Jesus all this, all these years. So then the Lord brings me during the shutdown of COVID in 2020, I accept the assignment to be the young adult pastor here at Trinity church. So you know, before I became the young adult pastor, we you know, we were having like meals every service after the services. The young adults were, and you know, they're about thirty or forty, sometimes sixty on a good night. Young adults that would come, and it was it was a good community. God was doing good things there. But all I knew to do was what I did in my DNA, and go, okay, we're gonna start fasting. I don't know, we're gonna come we're not gonna, we're not gonna have food anymore. We're gonna fast instead. Let's start fasting every Monday. And I, you know, have the honor and privilege of being around now, all these Gen Z. And Millennial kids that many boomers have gone, oh, kind of given up on this generation, or like they're, you know, they're not hungry, or, you know, they're, they don't know where they're going in life. And I'm like, ah, they do. They are hungry. Come you on. Know, they are running after the Lord. And so I said from the very beginning, I'd rather have 20 young adults that are burning for Jesus than to have this big young adult group of 200 that are just like, whatever, you know, completely agree. Yes. And so we started digging our own wells here, you know, for the last year, we've been digging our own spiritual wells. We've been fasting. We've been praying. We've been talking about revival. We've been contending for revival. And Krista, I think it was the service that you came to last year in September, about this time last year, I'm going to cry because heaven opened. Mm. Right. And this hunger had been building. It was like this groundswell, right? That that these young adults are like, we want more. We basically the cry is we want more. Come on. The cry is we're not satisfied with what we see in the Western church right now. Come we on. see Acts two and we know that there's more and we're just gonna dig our yes. own well. So we've been doing this months before you came. And during the service, I'm like, oh my goodness, I've heard this cry.
1: Mm, come
2: on, Laura. <laughs>
1: Sorry. No, I love it. I love it.
2: I've heard this cry. I felt this kind of glory, yes. and I went to bed that night. And I'm still Holy Spirit just buzzing, just Holy Spirit yeah. resonating in me that whole night. And I'm laying in bed, and I'm just like, I want more. It was, you know, the service was over, praying for young adults, you know. I'm in my bed, just hungry. God, I'm just hungry. Like, come encounter me even right now, Lord. Like just in my bed, you know, and. and and, and I'm falling asleep and then I woke up and I went I know this feeling this is Mm. revival because this is what I felt in the 90s in Pensacola it's the same feeling it's the same weighty glory maybe not the same same but the same it's the same God you know yes yes. and so I was like this is it I know this I recognize this smells similar this smells like say that this smells like revival this you know so since then you know these we've been going after God God's glory has just increased and yet adults are coming from all over the DFW area, driving, you know, hours one way to be here. Isn't
1: that beautiful? I was just going to say, you said something I really want our listeners to catch. You said, I know this smell. Yeah, I know yeah. the sound. And you knew it because you'd already been in it in your yes. 20s. Yeah. It's like because you'd already positioned yourself in a place of encounter, you recognize the sound, the smell. And I know that service, that service, Laura, was unbelievable. Yeah. The cry that came out of the young adults, the desperation, the worship, the consecration that happened. And I, but I felt like, you know, there's a key to every service, right? That unlocks the power and the glory of the Lord. And when I grabbed the. And you're so good. I just got to brag on you, friend,
2: but you are so good at navigating those moments. You are so spirit led at navigating those moments, being discerning and sensitive to the Holy Spirit to unlock those things. I love watching you. I love just watching you navigate with the Holy Spirit. So I just remember oh. it, I was in
1: awe that night and I'm still in awe of how you. Thank you for your kind words. I'm I'm humbled by that. But I remember... That young man, when I grabbed him by the hand yes, and I walked him from, but I never even got to a sermon that night. No. Holy Spirit just broke out. But I remember it kind of felt like the key to the service was I grabbed this young man and, and I felt like the Lord says, you're walking him into who I called him to be. And he was called to be a preacher. I walked him to where I was standing and hit the, the, the glory of the Lord hit him and he fell on the ground. I mean, he fell like he yeah. just, and the place exploded with praise. And I just remember, all I remember was saying was, if you want more, so going back to what was released over you in Pensacola, the more, if you want the more, get up here. And the place... Ran to that spot. <laughs> and it was like a portal from yeah. heaven opened literally. up, yeah. literally. And what I love that you've dug, Laura, and I know it's you and Jesus. And I know it's it's your life. I think a lot of people just want to jump in now. And I think God and His kindness will allow people to experience this for now years to come. Right. But what's happening now? has been dug for 20 plus years. It's been dug well before you and I were alive. Like you experienced Brownsville, Pensacola, because John Kilpatrick, Stephen Hill, they were digging, they were already digging for years. We were and the then, beneficiaries of their digging. That's it. Now yes. people, now this generation is benefiting from what you've dug. Do you know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah, what I've absolutely. dug, what, what Sean's dug, you, yeah. Cindy, Lou. I mean, so many people. And it's like the power of the shovel. Yes. <laughs> can yeah. can we talk about you? You said that phrase and I borrowed it. hope that's okay. But God you're life. like, I want each of you to grab a shovel. Grab right? a shovel. Help us dig. Help Come us dig. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I want you to speak to that because I, I yeah. feel like that night that you and I are talking about that happened at Trinity Young Adults, and now there's been many nights like that since, right? Yes. It's like you're teaching them how to grab their own shovel. Absolutely. Because my they can't have my personal rock with Jesus. They have to develop their own. They have to
2: dig their own relationship with the Lord. They have to get down in the nitty gritty and be like, I'm desperate for you. But it's when we all do that corporately, when we all get our personal breakthroughs, you know, it, it leads to a corporate breakthrough. So they're all personally digging, grabbing their own shovels, going after the Lord, fasting. And they've been come doing on. that for, for over a year every Monday. And we just got out of a 21 day fast for family revival. And they're digging, they're starting to dig and see the value. Now, some of them, they come in and they, they're they like, yeah, they, they start hot and they it's it's a marathon, right? And they're like, yes. well, I'm not seeing what, what I, I'm not seeing what I want to see in my own life. So I, it must not be working. But I tell them, no, 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 you have to keep digging for years. It's not, it's not a month kind of DoorDash situation. On, you gotta Laura. go to the grocery store, get your own food, go prepare it, go make you gotta do it yourself. It doesn't happen instantly. And so now they're getting it. And and we're just we just keep running after the Lord. And here's the thing: sometimes we get tired, right? But sure. it's prayer, it's fasting, it's tears that fuel it. It's putting yourself in the place of open hunger posture that we don't go, okay, we're good now. That's good. I think that was a great service. It's no, it's like, no, there's more. And so we just keep encouraging, we're creating a community where we're just encouraging each other to keep going after more and more and more of the Lord. And so it's strengthening those spiritual muscles, right? It's just like don't don't get tired. You just got to keep going, you know.
1: You know, it's so huge because you have cultivated an atmosphere. You've created a well for people to be a part of and dig and people have a choice. And I want people to yes. hear this today because you're saying this and I want to kind of underline what you're saying, Laura, because it's so good. People have a choice whether they grab the shovel or not. People Absolutely. have a choice whether they keep the shovel in their hand. And I feel like people have to understand they're seeing the move of God through your life. They're seeing it through a Louis Engel, through a Cindy. These are people that have kept the shovel in their hand, even when they were tired even when it felt mundane, even when it didn't feel like it was you know, hitting that gold, that clink. They didn't hear the clink, you know, right. they weren't experiencing the breakthrough, but they kept the shovel. They never let go of the shovel. They were always like, God, I know at some point there's going to be breakthrough. I know at some point I'm going to encounter you. And I feel like there is a tenacity. God's bringing them back to his kids. Come on, That is key for revival. You can't yeah. get revival without some tenacity, some, some spiritual it. grit right? Like get the spiritual grit back. I hear that in you, Laura, there was a grit in you in your twenties. You're like, I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if I'm the only one I'm going for. it. And you can probably relate to this as well, because then I'm single for a long time. But I'm still running
2: after God. Come on, Laura. And then there was a moment where I thought, if I keep digging this deep well, it's going to weed out a whole echelon of young men that I cannot marry because they're not going to be running after. There was a temptation for me to go, maybe I should just slow down a little bit. But I was like, you know what, Lord? I don't care. I want you. It is not about this life. It is about the kingdom to come. It is about the glory of God coming to this earth. And if I have to be single and listen, I face that so many times if I have to be single, if I never have a child, like there's this surrender and hunger in me that I want you more than anything. And I was faced with that decision over and over and over, but I had been marked and I had tasted and seen that the Lord is good. The glory of the Lord is like, there's nothing like it. And I want that more than anything else in the whole world. So I made that decision over and over and over again. It's all Oof. you, Jesus. I want you more than anything. And then the Lord brought all those things, right? Seek ye first the kingdom. And then all those other things were added. But Amen. I had to truly seek the kingdom first. Truly, truly. Not Come just on. say it, but truly seek it.
1: Oh, this will change Literally. your life. This changes Literally. your life. What you're saying, I went through everything you just said. And yeah. you just, and you watch God be God. And yeah. yes, He gives it to you all. But what I love is your you're just locked on his gaze. That's you're it. locked on the face of Jesus. You're like, it's all oh, for you, Jesus. Yeah, it's all yeah. for your glory. So for our young adult listener today, as we come yeah. to a close, because man, this episode is fire. What would you speak to that young adult? You, you're Maybe if you put yourself back in your twenties, you spoke to your younger yeah. self, uh, you pastor them, you were one once, I was one once. What would you say to that young adult that's like, I want more of God? I would say if you hear of God moving somewhere, Put your put, put
2: yourself in that place. Run after the Lord at all costs. Go after him. You know, there's a scripture in Hebrews, I don't know the address, but it says, just as you used to present your members to lawlessness, so now do that to the lord and sometimes yes. we get saved and we just get lazy. We don't have to do all that. It's God's grace. I'm just going to live sit here and bask in the grace. I don't have to I, No, no, no. Just as you used to go out and party and, and get plan how strategic you're going to be to go out there and do all those things so Ooh. now put that same energy in running after Jesus. So I would say number 1, put your place. Be a storm chaser like I was in my 20s Come and on. and just go after it. But at the same time, you have to be rooted in a community that you get to run with, right? So I'm not advocating for go rogue and just go around from ministry to ministry and Come don't on. build some spiritual roots. No, no, I always had spiritual roots, I always had a community, but I would still hunger and glean and from the body of Christ as a whole. So run after God. Get some community and then bring those. Once you do that, you start bringing relationships with you. Find those people that are hungry the way you're hungry, connect with them and run after the Lord together. So I just so say, don't good. get tired. Come yeah, on, Lord. So
1: good. For people that want to get connected with you, they want to learn more about who you are, the young adult ministry, maybe they want to come visit Trinity one day. How, how can our listeners get in contact with you? So I would encourage them to go, listen, I'm lame on social media. And that's
2: because I told you guys I'm 47, but our social media page, the Trinity young adults, it's um, at Trinity young adults underscore Y a, that's where we post everything that's happening with Trinity young adults. um, And they, it's just, they're doing so great. It's this community that's, that's forming of hunger for fun, but man, we're running after Jesus hard and it's beautiful. So our services are every Monday night. They can also watch, On YouTube, if they just search Trinity Church Cedar Hill, every Monday we have people watching from all over the world. You can watch every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time.
1: Awesome. Laura, yeah. thank you for giving your time, especially on your anniversary, hey. sharing this space with us. You are a well. I know we'll have you back because I tell you what, you are a well of revival. I am so excited for what's going to continue to be released through you because I truly believe, Laura, you are someone that's been created for this hour, for this moment, and a generation truly has been waiting for your yourself. Oh, oh wow. I love you so much. Thank you so much. I love
2: you you so much.
0: I love you. Wow. My goodness. That interview was mighty and it was so provoking. Keep it 100 Tribe. I mean, seriously, I feel so provoked right now for the more of heaven and to pursue God's heart. That is amazing. Thanks, Laura Allred, for that. And Krista Boo, I'll take it from here. Right now, Keep it 100 Tribe, as promised, we're going to go into the Keep it 100 Takeaways. And hit, why are encounters essential? First of all, I just really want to take a minute to describe an encounter. Because if you don't really know what a God encounter is, you're you're going to go along without it. You're going to do without it. And the simple truth of the kingdom is if you can live without it, you will do without it. First of all, a God encounter is any time that we meet with God that we experience Him. It can happen as you're in your quiet time. It can happen as you're reading scriptures and God begins to speak clearly into a situation you're facing. It may be a burning in your heart as you begin to worship and praise Him. It may be that you come alive in a way that you haven't felt before. It could be in a dream or a vision in the night or an ultimate moment alone in God's presence. An encounter is simply anytime you recognize God's presence in your midst in a particular situation. Why are encounters essential? Number one, When you encounter God, he redefines and redesigns your life for the greater purpose. You think about the guy that wrote half the New Testament, Saul of Tarsus, was out apprehending Christians. But after one encounter, it redirected his life. And you can be assured anytime you have an encounter, you're going to be better for it because God will cause you to align yourself with his purpose and plan. And when I'm thinking about this, you know, the other part that really hits me is that it really doesn't matter what has happened in the past because many times former events in your life come to try to define you, but you're only one encounter with God away from getting a major breakthrough. And when you get that encounter with God, you're no longer the fatherless child. You're no longer the person that was rejected. You're no longer defined by a past abuse anything that has been a bit of a drama in your life, a kind of thing that you're ashamed about, one encounter brings this redefinition. And when that happens, God could take a bad moment and turn it into a God moment. Heaven can break in right now with a powerful encounter that could change your narrative. Because encounters provide what we need to counter the things that we face. Let me give you some examples. The way to counter all the evil is to encounter all of God's goodness. The way to counter all of the heartache is to encounter the heart of God. The way to encounter the coldness of the world around you is to get on your knees and light your own heart on fire by getting in the presence of the Lord. Number two, the second reason why encounters are essential is that without an ongoing encounter, you will lose what you've gained in your initial encounter. First of all, no one comes to Jesus without an encounter. It's in that encounter that you meet Jesus and the transformation begins. An encounter carries its own reality and has the power to change you from the inside out, to change your heart. And it really is the reality that the world longs for. If you don't have an encounter or an ongoing experience with God, what happens is, religion literally begins to settle in. Or another way of saying it, religion comes from not having an encounter with God. Because that divine encounter, it will refresh you. It will lift your spirit. It will strengthen you. It will inspire you. And when that encounter comes, the other voices and the other vices and the things that pull on you no longer have the power to move you because you're anchored in who God is and in his heart. And the truth of the matter is, is that God allows us to have mountaintop encounters in order to equip us for the valley. Come on, somebody. God allows us... To have mountaintop encounters to equip us from the valleys. Because what does the encounter do? It allows you to leave behind bad habits. It allows you to leave behind hang-ups. It allows you to walk in freedom. And one of the greatest misconceptions is that we can fix ourselves. That's a do-it-yourself plan. And it really isn't. Bottom line is you can't do it on your own. Apart from God, we can't get it done. So that encounter where we experience the reality of the person of the Holy Spirit, that brings such freedom, such power, such transformation that you have to find consistently the spiritual pathways that lead you into the manifest presence of God. And we need to learn to live in God's presence even when we don't feel like it, even when we don't feel like it. A lot of times when people feel good about life. They feel good about themselves. Then they walk in God's presence and everything for them seems to be going along without a hitch. And all of a sudden something happened. There's a disappointment here. Or what we perceive to be an unanswered prayer there. We believe for one thing, but the exact opposite happens. But the challenge is, have you learned to live in God's presence even when you don't feel like it? And finally, number three, why are encounters essential? Number three in- Counters equip you in the supernatural and allows you to release impact in your world. I believe right now there is an awakening of sensitivity that's going to take place in the church. A supernatural consciousness that God will release and what we felt dull to, what we felt distant from what we felt numb to will begin to open up and we'll become alive more and more to the moving of the spirit. And I believe this awakening of sensitivity, it's going to take place in the church. It's going to usher in the greatest release of signs, wonders, miracles, and harvests in the earth. You know, even the word encounter carries several several elements with it. There's an element of surprise. You can't plan on them, but you can anticipate and respond to them. The word itself suggests impact. When you have an encounter with God, something is released inside of you that takes you from the place you're currently at to a deeper place in god as i read on great men and women of god throughout history and i read stories of revivals and i hear accounts of of literally testimonies that literally would boggle the mind i find every great story is traceable to a divine encounter an encounter brings clarity it brings much needed revelation about your life in god's heart a great example of this is gideon in the book of judges He went from hiding out to a mighty rout of his enemies. This guy was literally beating wheat in a wine press. He was weak. One encounter with an angel that told him he was a mighty man of valor, and this guy became strong. He goes from the wall of shame to the faith hall of fame. That's what I'm talking about. An encounter with God will not only shape the world inside of you, it'll shape the world around you and through you. As one great man of God says, God gives you an encounter so that you may become an encounter And so, these are some things that I really feel are motivations and inspiration as you have heard this episode and heard Laura Orridge share her heart and her journey. I really believe that this could be an opportunity for you to prioritize making yourself available to fresh encounters from heaven.
2: Thanks so much for tuning into the Keep It 100 podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and refer us to your friends, and be sure to click that subscribe button so that you're alerted as soon as new episodes drop. Help us get the word out, share this link on your social media platforms, and check us out at Christasmith.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Sean and Christa Smith Ministries. We would love to hear from you on how this podcast has impacted you, so be sure to show us some love.
0: Hey gang, you do not want to this next episode. We're going to be having an interview with the author of When God Breaks In, Secrets to a Lifestyle of Tangible Encounters with God. This author is Ben Hughes. He's a friend of ours. Can't wait for you to hear the truths that he has written about. And remember, relief may change your circumstance, but a revelation will change you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Keep It 100 podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram and SeanandKristaSmith.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.